0: They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother,
1: but I'm talking about hatchet. The really really real deal with brother Craig, the hatchet man, every Saturday. Who is the hatchet man? Where is the hatchet man? Who is this hatchet man and where can we find him? Okay, okay,
2: brother Craig is the hatchet man and you can find him at 820 the answer
1: the really real deal with brother craig the hatchet man on 820 am wntw
2: Welcome to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal, as we listen to a little bit of the velvet smooth voice of Luther Vandross, the late great Luther Vandross, oh come all ye faithful. And uh, we might not be coming to Bethlehem right now, we got exactly one month away from from Christmas <laughs> and uh, we're November 25th and uh, we're counting down the days to December 25th and uh, uh, celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and uh, hey it's uh, we I could say oh come all ye faithful to the really real deal <laughs> welcome to the program Virginia uh, we are live today last week uh, I had to uh, do a pre-recorded program uh, I actually was uh, very blessed uh, and, and honored to uh, attend the grand opening of the Museum of the Bible. Uh, went up there with some very dear friends uh, at the Virginia Christian Alliance and the Salt and Light Council uh, of Richmond. Uh, we uh, we went up there with a, a, a big, a, a huge van uh, packed full of uh, good uh, Christian folks, uh, very uh, interested in learning about the Bible, the Museum of the Bible, uh, I tell you, the Green family has done such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, now I, I was blessed to interview on the, uh, quite a coup, uh, by the way, on the opening day of the event, I, I had the opportunity to interview the executive director and to interview one of the scholars. Now, we uh, had some, uh, some delay in getting that Interview edited and ready for broadcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to just put that on hold and play that play that interview uh, on another program. We're not playing it today, but I did want to just share with you that uh, you would be really, really pleased to uh, just Google that Museum of the Bible go online, get your free. Yes, that's right, folks. Get your free tickets. (laughs) Okay. Uh, they do, however, uh, make a suggestion for a donation amount if you care to do so. And, uh, but any and all are welcome. Okay. There is a very, very good security there as, as you can imagine in the times in which we live, uh, anything, uh, Christian needs to have security. Okay. And, um, and if and, and if you and if you doubt me that uh people of God need security and that it's it's okay to uh be be holy and be fierce, okay, you read the book of Nehemiah, uh, where they had uh a work tool in one hand and a weapon in the other, okay? And uh and so that's that's in the spirit of teaching the entire gospel, not the half gospel, okay? and no and I, and i'm not trying to offend my 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 christian brothers and sisters who um who who like the uh the soft side of the gospel it all has its place uh one of my favorite books in the bible uh is ecclesiastes and where it says there's a time and place for everything and uh, and if you and if you just look at the list of things uh where it is written in god's holy word that there is a time for this and a time for that I mean, you go down the list and these are things that are very, very far apart, folks, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to throw stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. I mean, we could go on and on and it says a time for a time to everything under the sun and to is. Uh, that's action, a time to do X, Y, Z. Okay. And so, yeah, there, there is a time for everything. And it just, it's, it, it's, it's rather ridiculous. The, um, the way the uh, the intelligentsia and the people that want to be the drivers of um, culture, the, the, the intelligentsia, the uh, academy, The um, the talking heads. All right. The uh, the, you know, the brain dead uh, athletes and actresses, you know, the types of people you would say, man, why don't you just shut up and run that ball? okay? or or, chick, why don't you just shut up and sing? (laughs) okay? I mean, the number of people that won't watch NFL football anymore because, you know, you have some idiot with with plats on his head uh, who's not that good a quarterback making an issue over a non issue. Okay. And, um, and I, you know, and I really feel sorry for these people because for the most part, these are reactionary people. They're not highly intelligent. Uh, these are people that have been, uh, goaded, pushed, persuaded, uh, however you want to style it. But, uh, there are other people who are wickedly wise, uh, several layers above them in the food chain who these are the people who are the drivers of this okay and a lot of the the drivers of this uh these are the types of people that they don't tend to do a whole lot of tv interviews when's the last time you saw um george soros on, on tv okay but george soros will stroke a check for some idiot for that person to get on tv and 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 spout this type of nonsense okay so we, we have to be wise. Okay. Uh, we, we really, really do folks. Uh, and again, God's word, not the word of brother Craig. Okay. You want to be gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent. Okay. Gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent. And again, not the word of brother Craig, word of God. And so, uh, we, we just, I'll, I'll leave that, uh, for my opening folks. And, uh, we have a fantastic program lined up for you. Uh, our good friend Ed Klein is going to be joining us again at the ten thirty hour. And, uh, and of course, uh, as he always does, uh, Ed has just knocked it out of the park again. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been so blessed to have so many, um, New York times, best-selling authors, really, truly brilliant people who are very, very good at research. People that have access to information that I do not have access to, but I, in a sense, I do have access to it because I have access to these fantastic individuals like Ed Klein. And so, um, you know, we've been very uh, blessed to be able to interview, uh, Ed, uh, numerous times in the past. And, um, He's done it again. Uh, the The title of this book is "All Out War: The Plot to Destroy Trump." And so we're we're, we're pleased to have him at the uh, 10, 1030 hour. And uh, and of course we there's so much to talk about in the news. You know there, um, you know our friends in Egypt. And and yes, I did say our friends in Egypt. Okay, you know I'm uh, I, I'm I'm leading the chorus to detail the evils of Islam and I don't shy away from that I don't back down from that but when you have people that are trying as the president of Egypt okay as the president of Jordan as uh, Dr Zudi Jasser as uh, you know there are Muslims who are trying okay now it's it's a it's a really really tough row to hoe it really is I do not envy them their task but this is one of the reasons why uh, such people are attacked okay remember now Anwar Sadat was killed by who the Muslim Brotherhood and of course the Muslim Brotherhood all up and down the Obama White House okay I hope Trump has drained at least that part of the swamp you know he's getting a lot of pushback from that swamp draining job (laughs) okay (laughs) I mean it's like, you know, it's worse than being a plumber uh, down in the basement, <laughs> you know, trying to drain the sewer line that's backed up. It's, again, a tough nut to crack. OK. And uh, so our, our prayers have to be with uh, President Trump and the team he's assembled. And, and you know, and I know uh, and I, I'm a critic also. I know that there are many in his administration that uh, we in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition uh, whom we would not have chosen, okay? But we're not there to do the choosing, okay? President Trump is. And so, uh, again, you know, the president really needs our prayers because these people are serious. These people are ready. These people fight. These people know how to fight. Uh, In a sense, Trump is fighting on foreign turf. He's from the business world. They're in the government world. Uh, they they are swamp creatures through and through, and they understand all the intricacies of that. Uh, you know, I wish Trump had just uh, right from day one had come through with a bulldozer, ask everyone for their resignation and then started from scratch and just, you know, put everything on hold except sending out social security checks. Well, I'm being a bit facetious, but you get the point. <laughs> anyway, well, look, folks, we're going to take our first break and, uh, now maybe what we'll do is um we 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 could open up the phone lines a bit early today and uh maybe we could get some of your uh Thanksgiving uh stories. I, I pray that your Thanksgiving weekend was blessed. Uh mine was I, I was uh at a uh, moments of hope of uh, feeding of the homeless and uh we there was an unfortunate incident where they had two sites and one site got shut down. Uh, because the merchants in that area did not want the homeless to be fed in front of their stores. I mean, and they couldn't hold that up for one more week. I mean, on, really, on Thanksgiving weekend? So, you know, maybe we can talk about that. Uh, or, or maybe if you have some, some kinder, gentler stories to share about uh, your Thanksgiving We'll take your phone calls on the other side of the break uh, as we uh, lead up to our 10.30 interview with Ed Klein. The number here is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. The first snow. <smart> i <noise> Hello Virginia, Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this Rendezvous with Destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing Welcome back to the program. Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program. The really real deal as we get a little bit ready for the Christmas season. And, uh, you know, I just, I love the Christmas season, you know, because my feeling is Christ can be born in your heart any day of the year. Okay. And, uh, we're just finishing up with Thanksgiving. And of course we're still in Thanksgiving weekend and, uh, you know, that's one of the big things to be thankful for. So, you know, in my mind, the two uh, holy days, they, they kind of go together, uh, and that would be uh, Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas. And so, uh, again, we, we have uh, uh, just a few moments to maybe take some phone calls, uh, and I want to say hello and welcome to our Facebook friends. We are on Facebook Live, and uh, you know, and I, as a matter of fact, as I talk, I'm navigating, uh, Facebook, I guess I better just stop it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, try, I, I don't multitask that well, you know, the hatchet man sort of has, uh, 10 thumbs, but anyway, it's, um, back to what I was saying about Thanksgiving and I was out at the feeding program for moments of hope and, uh, it's, it's just sad and unfortunate folks that we have a situation where merchants and, uh, and I you know and I'm I'm debating, well, I'll just go ahead and do it, okay I'll just say it was the uh, the second site where the uh, homeless feeding program we we did the feeding in the uh, in front of Food Lion at uh, Chamberlain and Azalea and I think that's the Brook Hill Azalea shopping center but we there was a second site that moments of hope had planned and they do the feeding of the homeless there every week okay and so there had been some complaints from the merchants and this would be out where the um, food line is out at uh, paramon brook okay and so there there were uh, merchant complaints but as you all know you know how I am okay I I give the truth but I am a very very fair person and there are two sides to every story Now, to be fair to the merchants I have not spoken to the merchants to find out why they requested that moments of hope cease and desist with the feeding of the homeless in their parking lot okay this was Thanksgiving Day there would not have been uh, that much traffic there. Uh, They're out in the far corner of the parking lot, and if my understanding is that some of the um, homeless had been had done something to uh, tick these people off, I don't know if they felt like they were negatively impacting uh, their ability to to earn a dollar. Which you know, to be fair, that's the purpose of a business. Okay, it's to earn a profit. Okay, because unless a profit is earned, all these other good things we want to do, i.e., we want to pay salaries. Okay, taxes get paid. Uh, and when we have money left over as a profit, we, you know, there are some people that are that tithe would give ten percent of their profit away. Okay, uh, to to do God's work. Now, if there's no profit, there's no tithe. If there's no profit there are no salaries. If there's no profit, no taxes get paid. If there's no profit, you, you know, the, the people that own the real estate can't charge you rent. So there's, again, there's two sides to everything, okay? And I'm not one of these Christians that wants to be uh, holier than thou and, and, and super righteous and, uh, you know, point out the uh, slither in my brother's eye rather than the plank in my own eye. Okay, so we have to be careful. My only issue with this whole event, uh, and again, hearing one side of the story, uh, my issue was this. Even if the merchants had just cause to ask Moments of Hope to move to another location for feeding the homeless, even if there was justification for that, the timing of it, okay, right here at On, uh, literally on Thanksgiving day, literally, and going into the Christmas season. You know, my thinking is, uh, you know, perhaps that could have waited, uh, you know, if not waited until after Christmas, certainly it could have waited until after Thanksgiving, certainly. Okay. And so uh, just wanted to put that out there and, and, and maybe, uh, you know, I would, you know, and I'm not one of these people that likes to say, well, oh, let's just show them how tough we Christians are and let's let's uh, protest and let's uh, boycott. And uh, no, I, you know, there, there's a time for that. And there are uh, organizations out out here that I, I would think it would be appropriate to boycott. OK, but in this case, I think. And again, if we go back to Ecclesiastes, there's a time and place for everything. Perhaps this may be the time for uh, a Christian or a group of Christians to to maybe with a little bit more gentleness, um, because, again, this is another part of our Christian faith that there's a time when you correct your. And and now maybe these merchants, I don't know their faith, if they're Christians, uh, but certainly they are Americans. We're members of the same uh, community. Okay, even if you just say. Henrico County okay we're members of the same community and so perhaps it would be a time to just gently uh, question them and and say well look I, I, uh, I frequent this area I spend money here uh, I think that the way you handled that was a bit heavy handed and perhaps you could reach out to moments of hope allow them to finish out the year go through the Christmas season the Christmas season and or, and or correct whatever the problem was okay that might be an opportunity because you know an old wise saying is that for some people and you know and this is not just for your average people this could be for anyone from president trump on down okay for some people the only bible they will ever read is you Okay, for some people, the only Bible they will ever read is me. Okay, and so this, ladies and gentlemen, spells opportunity. Okay, that's what we have here. We have an opportunity, and we are up at the bottom of the hour break. So we're going to take this break, and when we come back, we are going to have a treat for you. Uh, A good friend of this program will be joining us again, Mr. Ed Klein. the love Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, and folks, as promised, we have a real treat for you today joining us again. Uh, and it's been too many years uh, since we've had uh, this fantastic author, Ed Klein. Uh, To join us, Uh, but we do have Ed Klein again here in his latest book And again, it's he knocks it out of the park as he always does all-out war the plot to destroy Trump and uh, Ed uh, Welcome back to the program my friend. How have you been?
0: I've been great and it's so wonderful to be back with you
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know you have a way of writing that really fits the times okay and uh and you know and we have uh you know, I poke a little fun at, at, at my uh, at my Republican friends, you know, I, I, I've coined this phrase low-fat Republicans, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, zero grams uh, onion power, zero grams common sense, you know, zero grams ability to think outside the box, and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, Trump is a different kind of president, he can think outside the box, he does tote a set of onions, you know, and I don't mean baby pearls, brother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, and you, and you really, really do you really do fit that mold and um, so what is it you know and I, I've been reading a bit about your relationship with with uh, President Trump it really mm-hmm. goes back quite a ways and you even write in your book about some of the uh, boxing comments that he'd made and this was what 25 years ago
1: when, oh. when you were
2: interviewing him
0: I think it was even more than 25, maybe 30, 35 years ago. It was a long, long time ago, back in the 1980s, actually. Yeah.
2: So you understand this man better than most.
0: Well, I've known him for what seems like ever. And um, we've traveled around the country together. I've been with him on campaign uh, trips to events, large events, small events. I've been down to Mar-a-Lago, I've interviewed Melania, his wife. Uh, I interviewed, actually, his second wife, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, who he divorced, as you know, and um, was a showgirl. Uh And uh, so I I know the family well, and um, I don't recognize the person that the media portrays uh, with the person that I know from firsthand experience.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, this isn't new, Ed, and uh, I want to share something uh, with you here. And, uh, okay, let me get it pulled up, okay? Now, this is this is something that's thousands of years old, and you know the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun, right? That's right. Okay. You have here, you have in your book, a cast of villains. <laughs> I love it. You have Republicans and uh you know, low-fat rep- low Republicans, rather, and uh, Democrats of all stripes, yes. okay? But now, the book of Nehemiah in the Bible, you re- you remember Nehemiah who who repaired the wall, basically what Trump is saying, we need a wall? That's right. Well, in the chapter 4, it says, but it came to pass, and I'm going to substitute the names in the Bible. It says Sambalit Tobiah, and the Arabians, okay? But it could just as easily said, but it came to pass that— um, clinton and um mcconnell (laughs) and uh and you could just you know put all these people's names in it that when they heard the walls of america were to be made up that the breaches began to be stopped they were very wroth with
0: anger wrought with (laughs) anger
1: (laughs) and
2: uh i mean so there's nothing new under the sun this is this is thousands of years ago um you know, and they had to do the same thing Trump is doing today. They had to work with one hand and fight with the other, you know. And and, and, right. it, and it literally said that all the men that worked on the wall had to have a working tool in one hand and a weapon in the other hand.
0: In, in uh, President Trump's case, of course, the Twitter is his weapon often.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's why they hate it. You know, I mean, now just think now we had, you know, last Republican president we had was mild-mannered George Bush, Okay, Mm -hmm. who never fought back for eight years. And what see what I think what President Bush did not get, but that President Trump does get, is that when they attack the president, they're really attacking the people that voted for the president. And so George Bush took it personally, like, oh, well, I'm too dignified. I can't respond to that. It's like all about me, me, me. I am too dignified. I cannot respond. But I think what Trump gets is that when they attack Trump, they're attacking the people that literally Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Clinton called deplorable, irredeemable, Uh, bitter clingers. They cling to their religion and their guns. And look, God knows I cling to both, Ed. I don't know about you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh
2: But uh, so, you know, what's your take on, you know, does, does Trump have factored this into his thinking or is this just, you know, maybe God's way of working things out and Trump's unaware of it?
0: Well, you know, I think I've been thinking about that and I was thinking that uh, this whole Russian collusion story that the media keeps playing is essentially exactly what you're talking about. It's that the media and the, the these uh, Republicans, these uh, uh never Trumper Republicans and the Democrats cannot accept the fact that Donald, that the American people mm-hmm. voted for Donald Trump to be president of the United States. So they have to concoct a story that it was the Russians, our enemies, who put this man in the Oval Office, mm-hmm. not the American people. And they have come up with not a single piece of evidence in over two years to prove right. that. There's no evidence whatsoever that there's any collusion. Mm-hmm. There never has been any evidence.
2: There's and evidence in the other direction though, Ed. So what what is it about evidence? Yeah, right? what is it about our side that we their side they're willing to lie against us and on our side we're not willing to take obvious and absolute truth and beat them to death with it.
0: hmm Well, we do know, of course, now that it's become public that Mrs. Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and her campaign actually paid a um, opposition research firm mm-hmm. to use Russian sources to discredit Donald Trump. Yeah. So, if anybody was colluding with the Russians, mm-hmm. it was the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee that paid for this Russian disinformation.
2: Yeah let me ask you a question about intent okay because one of the things that the low-fat Republicans like to say is that well the Democrats are my friend across the aisle and I may disagree with the way they do things but they have the best interests of the country at in mind just like mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. they just believe differently and so they give them I think unfounded credit for the integrity of their intentions and My belief, Ed, is that on on our side, we have the Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists and capitalists in a coalition, what I call the five C's. And that on their side, they literally this might sound outlandish, Ed, but they literally are the coalition of evil. And they they vote together in voting blocks with communists, socialists, atheists. Muslim fundamentalists um the types of environmentalists that will put barbed wire in a tree so that a saw could kill a man that's trying to cut the tree down and and the democrats you know the types of people that will take your grandson out in the woods and you know do things to him that I can't say on the air and you know you know Mambla Man Boy Love Association and you know and they give them a uh, license to uh, be boy scout leaders and you know all of this you know kick getting god out of schools prayer out of the public square all of this this is all the democrats in a in a coalition so how is it that we continually say they mean well when the, 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 there, there is nothing that they do that works out well. You know, at least in my lifetime, and you know, I'm in my fifties now, and the, uh, there's nothing that they do that leads. For example, in the in the inner cities, ever since the so-called war on poverty, poverty has exploded. Well,
0: except under point.
2: President Trump, it's starting to come down.
0: That's such a good point, and um, and all these promises that the Democrats make that, oh, we're on your side, we're for you, we're going to lift you up, we're going to help you. we're go- Basically what they're saying is we're going to give you a chicken in every pot, but you've got to give us your vote back, and we want to stay in power. And the way we stay in power is to kind of trickle out a little bit here and a little bit there, make promises that very often don't come true, of course. Yeah. And you saw what happened during eight years of Barack Obama's presidency. Yeah, things got worse in the inner cities, not yes. better.
2: Yes, yes, including the murder rate, including the poverty rate, including the rate of people on EBT, and and the and now I'm not sure about the murder rate just yet, but certainly the EBT rate, the the uh, the poverty rate, the unemployment rate, in less than one year, there's improvement. In all these categories, and and these low-fat Republicans are still fighting the president that is the driver of all that.
0: They, They don't want to admit that Donald Trump has one thing and only one thing in mind, which is to try to restore America's greatness in its economy and its foreign affairs and its value system
2: i.e. rebuilding the wall as the bible says The, the walls of jerusalem and you can just substitute the walls of america the man is serious
0: he is serious and he means it and um i think that it is such a uh shocking uh change from what we've seen before even you know whether they were democratic presidents or republican presidents democratic administrations or republican administrations this one this administration is so different in its tone and it's in its sincerity and its actual deliverance of uh its promises yes that it threatens the very lifeblood of these republicans you're talking about and democrats could because they the all swamp get there. creatures They all get their money from the same place, from the lobbyists who represent these special interests.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: Donald Trump is in Washington to say, no more. This yeah. is, this, this is going to stop. And you and know he
2: knows them. them because he used to pay them himself. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So he really knows. You know, That's the cool thing about Trump. He's not trying to be holier than thou. He's like, hey, man, I used to pay you. I mean. <laughs> that's right. But let me ask you this, Ed, now. Back to the intent with this, uh, this, this Russia accusation. Now we we know that the um, the uranium one deal. Now and again, that for those few people that are actually trying to push that story out, they put it all on Hillary. But it's Hillary and Obama. It's not just Hillary. Hillary worked for Obama. You can't leave Obama out. And so, but it's the whole that whole administration allowed. Twenty percent of uh, the the base material for making nuclear bombs to fall into the hands of the control of uh, Vladimir Putin, and now they're trying to say, well, Putin would rather have Trump rather than the people that gave him one fifth of our nuclear base material. Is is it is it possible, Ed, that they knew Hillary was going to lose, but that this polling was? very similar to uh, a thing called push polling, where the, the poll is designed to have an effect on people's vote as opposed to reveal what the true status of it, of it is. Because even, look, I, I had predicted, not only did I predict Trump, I predicted that uh, it would, would come down to Trump and Cruz and Carson, and Carson would fade first, and then it would be Trump and Cruz, and I mm-hmm. wrote that over a year before the election so now if i could see it couldn't some of these other people see it but they could not bring themselves to say that so they were preparing to take trump out
0: well the answer to that question seems to me to be if you were sitting in the kremlin and you were vladimir putin who would you rather see in the white house hillary hillary of course right hillary clinton she's the one who gave you the twenty percent of our uranium production She's the one who said she wanted to reset with the russians and and try to uh, uh make uh undo undo a lot of the animosity between us and the russians and she she actually uh had an agenda to make um america a, a closer ally of the Russians, mm-hmm. not Donald Trump. Donald Trump yeah. is a tough guy, and, and Vladimir Putin knew that. He knows he's a tough businessman. Yeah, and, and they, and they and never, never want a Republican.
2: I mean, even a weak Republican, they wouldn't want a. They wouldn't have wanted Jeb Bush over Hillary. You know, he's you know as weak as you know what. But mm-hmm. they they always going to prefer a dem. I can't think of a single Democrat in the country that our adversaries and enemies would prefer um to have any republican rather than that democrat it's it's it just it, and 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 the sad thing about it is that this is so easy to see that a 10th grader could figure it out and the low fat republicans never ever say this which would be for us to beat up on the democrat brand the way they beat up on the republican brand because the well, republican the brand Republic- is almost ruined and we have a great story to tell as Republicans abolish slavery, championing the right of women to vote. I mean, uh, economic, you know, under Reagan, he said he wanted all boats to to rise because he wanted the tide to rise. And mm-hmm. poor people benefited.
0: That's right. That's so true. That is so true. So you have to ask, you you and I and, and, and your listeners have to ask, so why are these Republicans that you're talking about, Jeff Flake, Corker, um, Sass, McCain, you can go on and on. Why are they um, criticizing their fellow Republican president? Why are they not behind him? And I think the answer to that question is pretty simple. That's because he's not playing their old game anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not going to get away with the kind of things that they got away with. They're really Democrats in the guise of Republicans.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, percent-wise, your best, your best, and your guess would be a very, very educated guess. Uh, by the way, percent breakdown of uh, those that just don't get it versus those that have sold their souls and they're really uh, in it for themselves and there, there's a, there's financial benefit uh, to having uh, the swamp perpetuate itself?
0: Well, that's a very good question, but I certainly think that there's more on the side percentage-wise, maybe 75% of those who are in it for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. That's my view and this is why uh ladies and gentlemen who who are listening and viewing this is why primaries are so important this is why yeah this is why but um and if you're just joining us we have with us ed klein author of all-out war the plot to destroy Trump, and uh, and you guys need to go to Ed Klein's uh, website uh, because this man kicks out uh, bestseller after bestseller. I mean, he told the truth on Obama. He told the truth on Hillary, and uh, now he's telling the truth again on the swamp creatures that, uh, just like in the Bible, um, when Nehemiah wanted to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem, uh, there were people that were angry and wroth, and the Bible says they sought To hinder it and here we go again they are are they're seeking to hinder the rebuilding of the walls around America and and Ed we're not just uh, let the people know we're not just talking about the wall between the United States and Mexico we're not just talking about a physical wall Donald Trump is talking about rebuilding a spiritual wall that has a physical wall component but other components of this wall Uh, Are to 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 put America first he said he's not the president of the world He's the president of America very different from Barack Hussein Obama. He's wanting to uh, protect the economic uh, viability of everyday working people and uh, And help us as we compete on the world stage with uh, other nations I mean this is you know even in our culture where you know mind-numb athletes who who you know went through college without d- really having to read and study, now they think they're sociology uh, professors and and that it's okay to sit for the our national anthem but stand for the mexican uh
0: anthem i know can you imagine can you imagine that you'd ever live to see that yeah
2: and trump fights back on that and you know and people say well oh, he should stop tweeting and and stop this and just do his job but isn't that a part of the president's job to be the spiritual father of the nation
0: absolutely to be to, to set the value system to establish a value system by which this country is united. And that's one of our biggest problems. I think if maybe the biggest problem right now is that we have two completely separate value systems. We have the value system that you're talking about, which is the traditional value system of patriotism, God, country, uh, community, family, on the one hand. And that's, I believe, what Donald Trump stands for. And on the other hand, the Democrats who are opposed to the very values that built this country. Yeah. Who are who are trying to undermine it with these bathroom um crazy bathroom laws that they tried to pass allowing men to enter women's bathrooms. I mean, yeah. you just stop to think about that.
2: They hate everything that's good, including the, uh, young, our young girls holding on to their virginity as long as they can. And whoever thought you would ever live to see a day when people were against girls holding on to their virginity? I know. I well, mean, this. I mean, and, and, and we have all this stuff with um, this person uh, sexually harassing that person, and the and the Democrats are uh, they're trying to wax eloquent about it right now. But they are the ones that propose all this stuff that has all this sexuality twenty four seven nonstop. I mean, you you can't even hardly turn the news on without seeing a news anchor dressed like a pole dancer.
0: <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. And uh, and it's it's become the norm in this country, right? Yeah. Norm instead of the abnormal, the abnormal has become the norm.
2: Totally that, upside down.
0: That's right, and that's what Donald Trump is trying to, in among other things, trying to do, uh, which is to reestablish these old norms that made America great in the first place.
2: Yeah. Now, when I started out the interview talking about you and Trump being men of the times okay and you you're a baby boomer Trump's a baby boomer okay and now I'm the generation behind you guys uh, generation X I'm trying to take the baton from your hand and hand it off to the Millennials so we can keep this country okay right. for, for my five grandchildren but um, every every four generations it we get here and so this is again You know, I know the example I gave biblically was thousands of years ago, but this also happened uh, four generations ago and and four generations prior to that and four generations prior to that. We had a Revolutionary War um, where we think of America fighting England, but really it wasn't American fighting American with one-third being loyalists, one-third being patriots, and one-third... I guess what they had to head on back was any pants hanging down Ed. <laughs> they didn't care you know uh, and then four generations later again American fought American in the Civil War and in uh, each time it what was it about it was about the definition of freedom and who was entitled to it what is God the author of our freedom and it applies equally to everyone or is man the author of freedom, and it applies to whoever man says it applies to.
0: It's absolutely correct what you just said, right? Yeah,
2: and so four generations after the Civil War, we were at it again. And this time, the war encompassed the whole world with Hitler, Hirohito, Mussolini, uh, you know, against the Allies, and we even had to make peace with the devil temporarily to win that war. Mm -hmm. And, And here we are now, Ed. We are four generations after that. So people should not be surprised that we have a president like Donald Trump who is tough, who, you know, and I would agree with some of the critics to say that on on some occasions he goes a bit too far. Like this silliness with this basketball players uh, dad, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think that. You know, he's he's lowering himself to to get down in the ditch with that guy, maybe pimp-slapping once or twice, but not three, four, and five times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if we have the choice, Ed, between George Bush, who never fought back, and Donald Trump, who fights back, and on occasion he goes a little bit too far, you know, make the case to the people why we they should embrace the guy who goes sometimes a little bit too far.
0: Well, he's— like the rest of us, um, I hope I'm speaking for most of us, we're imperfect human beings, and Donald Trump is certainly an imperfect human being. Uh, you're right. He came up the hard... Even though he came up from a, a upper-middle-class family, he basically came up the hard way in New York City and uh, always had to scrap for uh, whatever he got. And his... I, you know, I told you I, I spoke to his wife Melania, and when I I said to her, "Don't you think that your husband sometimes goes a little too far?" She said, "No, I don't. If you attack Donald, he'll attack you back ten times harder." That's Good his, for her. That's exactly <laughs> what, and she was in favor of that. Yeah. So that's you know he does go back go a little too far sometimes, but it's just part of his personality, and we're going to mm-hmm. have to live with that because yeah. overall, what he's doing is moving us in the right direction
2: yeah now how's your time looking ed we're up at the top of the hour news break. well
0: unfortunately i've got to say uh adio for now okay certainly do it again
2: yay thank you so much my friend god bless you
0: god bless you and thank you so much
2: all right my pleasure well all right folks that was ed klein you got to go out and buy his latest book folks all out war the plot to destroy trump
1: where is the best news and talk a.m 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.
2: friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother craig coming back at you live here on virginia's big dog radio program the really real deal and uh and again we listen to a little bit of this beautiful beautiful christmas music as we get ready for that very very special uh time of the year and again i know we're just trying to get through with uh our thanksgiving season here this being thanksgiving weekend but uh folks you know Christ can be born in your heart any day of the year. okay? and so it's uh, just a beautiful time. I always look forward to this time of year. I love playing the beautiful, beautiful Christmas music uh, as we go uh, to and from a break here on the program. Uh, We would love to entertain your phone calls here. And I I notice we have a few folks uh, viewing on Facebook Live. I want to thank you all for being there. Uh, the number here 454 1366 804-454-136, 804-454-1366. And uh that was a great conversation uh we had there with Ed Klein and uh just uh you know really, really uh getting after it. And um, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if the uh the type of baby boomers that uh People like Ed Klein and uh, President Trump are, if that was the norm of the baby boom generation, that, that really would be wonderful. And, uh, and now I have a lot of uh, personal friends who are baby boomers, but, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. So the types of friends that I have that are baby boomers, uh, you know, they're not the typical baby boomer either. They're, you know, they, they tend to be uh, members of the Christian conservative constitutional Uh, coalition and uh, speaking of which I want to share with you all that uh, next week we will be broadcasting live from the uh, from our offices okay it's uh, at the first the First Amendment Inc's offices are right there with the Virginia Christian Alliance offices uh, which is on Staples Mill Road 8659 Staples Mill and uh, we will be broadcasting live there and we will be doing our first ever, uh, first ever fundraising telethon. And this is going to be uh, somewhat unique. I know folks have fundraising telethons all the time. But we are starting our 10th year uh, as, uh, as a broadcast journalist. This is, this is the beginning of my 10th year. And so to celebrate uh, being on air, uh, we just finished up our seventh year of uh, television broadcasting on Comcast. And so, you know, freedom isn't free. And there is uh, there is a cost. And it's not a small cost, uh, by the way, folks. It's really not a small cost uh, to be here. Um, you know, Mark needs to be paid. Uh, you like being paid, don't you, Mark? Yeah, he's nodding yes, okay. Uh, Maximus the hatchet hound is, is under the table here. He certainly likes being paid, okay. And uh, as a matter of fact, he'll perform a trick to get a treat. You know, I don't have an EBT dog. My dog will earn his treats. <laughs> so, yeah, Maximus has to be paid, okay. Dog treats, they're not free, you know. Uh, I mean, everything, not only the, uh, the broadcasting uh, fees to, to be able to bring truth uh, to the airwaves. And, uh, and my prayer is that we bring a, a very unique type of truth, uh, something that you cannot get any and everywhere. Okay. Um, you know, and I, and I don't want to, you know, it's, it's, it's awkward, you know, I have to promote myself. So I guess, you know, I have to maybe boast a little and, and you know, and I really don't like doing that, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we, we have to, but, Anyway, we uh we hope to have uh lots of our previous guests to call in and visit with us on the air over the next two weeks as we do this uh fundraiser. Uh we will be uh December 3rd, December 2nd and 3rd and December 9th and 10th. Now, uh the two Saturdays we will be at the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance office you all are cordially and warmly invited to stop by, okay? And you can see the program being broadcast live, and we will have refreshments to serve. And uh, after the program is over, we can uh, hang around and and fellowship with one another. Uh, And this will be next Saturday and the following Saturday. Now, on the two Sundays coming up, we will be back here in studio. Now, typically on Sundays, we replay the previous week's episode. But just for the two weeks that we are going to launch the uh, fundraiser, and, and we're going to launch it in these two weeks, it will, it will continue on uh, after that. This will be a two-week launch. Uh, but those two Sundays, we will not be playing uh, replaying the previous week's episode but i will be live in studio again saturday and sunday the only reason we we can't be at vca both saturday and sunday is that on sundays the virginia christian alliance becomes a church okay and so uh you know that has to take precedence but we're looking very very much forward to that and i'll be sending the information out and we we pray that uh you who enjoy uh getting truth from this program and the unique perspective i think it's a unique perspective the perspective that i bring the perspective of the christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition is something that you value and that you would be willing to be a watchman on the wall right along beside brother craig and not have me stand on the wall by myself and uh, and you can do that by opening up your heart opening up your purse strings and making a generous donation. So we're looking very much forward to that. And with that, uh, we're going to say um, well, uh, welcome and hello to Matt from Richmond. Matt, what's on your mind, brother?
1: Yeah, you, uh, your guest, uh, Mr. Klein, really inspired me this morning. Um, however, I think this Uranium One deal is kind of making people forget The real collusion wasn't with Russia. The real collusion was with the American agencies on the tarmac.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been with um, uh, Bill Clinton and the the attorney general.
1: Loretta Lynch, and I do believe Comey was on that as well.
2: Yeah, well, he wasn't on the tarmac, but he was in on it because what Comey did was— Prior to the charges or in, any uh, investigation into what they uh, changed the name of it from an investigation into a matter, but whatever they called it, there's email evidence that Comey had drafted a um, get out of jail free card for Hillary in advance. Okay, uh, and so this I, is how I, the don't... Clintons play the game, and this is why I get so upset at. Republicans because Clint- the 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 Clintons and the Democrats uh, they've learned from Saul Alinsky. Did you know Saul Alinsky used to hang out with the mafia literally and I'm this is not an exaggeration. Yes. And he he speaks he's uh, spoken of this himself that he learned from the mafia but he figured well mafia members get shot at. I could do the same thing in politics and not get shot.
1: A lot of times the old corruptocrats and the mobsters work together via unions.
2: Right, right. And
1: the corruption they exploited on the American people is almost unbelievable but factual.
2: Yes, yes. And you know something, Matt? I need to add that to my coalition of evil. (laughs) So now it's not just the Democrats, the communists, the socialists, the fascists the atheist, the Muslim fundamentalist, the radical homosexual lobby, the radical environmental lobby. It's the mafia, too. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that was very—and um, I'm going to give that credit. I'm going to say, well, my first time I do it, Matt, I'm going to say, my good friend Matt told me that, but then the second time I'll just claim it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough of me. All right. Well, what else is on your mind, brother? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, it was good. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a huge holiday guy. I'm more of an event guy than a holiday guy. But it was good nonetheless. I wasn't at work. That was good. Oh, but, okay. Um, since I'm on the road, I want to ask you this. I know you're not an attorney, but I'd like to see Trump pull that slime bag. Age uh, assistant AG. I think his name was Gold, uh, Goldstein. Excuse yes, me. Yes.
2: Yes. See, he should have drained. Yeah, he should have drained the swamp on day one. You remember? Hey. See, again, this is how Democrats fight, and I'm surprised Trump didn't do this because Trump used to be a Democrat and he learned how to fight bare knuckle. I'm really yeah. surprised. I think he was probably wanting to do it, but the swamp monsters probably talked him out of it. Okay,
1: what he uh, needs to do is he needs to call Goldstein into his office Monday and say, "Mr. Goldstein." I want a list of every government agent that was on the tarmac, and I want to know exactly what department they're in. Yeah, that, that list better be accurate, and it better be factual. It better be complete.
2: Well, not just on by the end tarmac. I work
1: on Friday.
2: But who was in the who was in the loop? Because they may not have been physically present on the tarmac, but they were obviously in the loop. And now there's email evidence that Comey was in the loop, even though his his physical body wasn't on the tarmac he was in the loop and so what
1: i understand um trump's main attorney is actually one of the head guys of judicial watch mm -hmm. one of his personal attorneys he needs to have that individual in his office at the same time he pulls goldstein in because you know he can't count on jeff sessions he's too scared
2: yeah i mean that's the boy scout thing i mean you, you know, we got to get away from this thing with these guys that are so honorable that they're going to uh, bend over backwards to be super fair to the opposition. I, and yeah, I don't want Jeff to break the law, but I want him to go right up to the edge of the law with a billy club and, and reach over and knock someone's teeth out. Metaphorically, of course. But <laughs> you got, hey, you got to fight fire with fire. Well, actually, you fight fire with water. And you again, we can't we, – see, we don't have the leeway to do exactly what Democrats do because they – for example, they, uh, Mitt Romney was so squeaky clean, they had to make things up like he killed a man's wife or they had to go back to high school or oh, he – took a gay boy and gave him a, a haircut against his will, him and some of his buddies, or they talked about his dog. Oh, he hates animals because he went on vacation and he strapped his dog's crate to the top of the car and scared the poor dog half to death. I mean, they they had to do that. And they that. said, oh, he hadn't paid his taxes in 10 years. Harry Reid said that. And, uh, and then after Harry Reid was called on it, after... After um, it was proven to be a lie, Harry Reid would not apologize. He said live in an interview on television, he said, well, no, I'm not going to apologize. It worked, didn't it? So that's how Democrats fight. But now, obviously, we can't fight like that with lies and, you know, we we can't stretch the truth like that. But. What we can do is match the Democrats in intensity and act like all the marbles are at stake and just use the truth. See, we we have an advantage that we're not using. The truth is yeah, in our favor. Long. So if we just use the truth, i.e. water, okay, against their fire, we win. We win. But the low-fat Republicans won't do it. And Ed Klein laid it out. He said that's because... 75% of them are swamp monsters and 25% of them are with you and I but uh brother. Yeah, so uh do you get involved in primary elections? Yes. Good. That's where the action is. That's how we change that 75-25 formula. Uh you know, we gradually get it up to 50-50 and then 75-25 in our favor. We are never going to get them all, but we we have to have a good, strong majority of Republicans that are real onion-toting Republicans. And, brother, I don't mean baby pearls, okay?
1: <laughs> Our candidates have to look like they're fighters now. That's
2: yes, it. yes, they have Eddie to.
1: Eddie was not a fighter.
2: No, he was not. He was weak as puppy piss, you know. He really was. And uh, Corey Stewart, and, you know, and I called it very early. And, I, you know, on election night you had these uh, – so-called prognosticators who were saying Corey Stewart was going to be lucky to get 10% and uh, it was going to be the end. They hate conservatives so bad, these Republican moderates. You know, they they couldn't do to Corey what they did to uh, Ken Cuccinelli, but Lord knows they tried, okay? Uh, Ken, you know, was able to win because having a convention, and then they torpedoed him. Now, Ken could have helped himself a bit more Uh, had he been tougher. But uh, again, the the swamp infiltrated his campaign, dangled a few dollars, got into his campaign, and they, they muffled him and toned him down. He should have been himself. Had he done that, he could have won the thing. But, you know, this is what they do. They would rather lose an election, have Terry McAuliffe in there, uh, for four years, and this is how they are. They they tried to help Hillary because, again, they'd rather lose an election than to have our side in the Republican Party win, because then that would boot all of them out in, because they're interested, just like Ed Klein said, they're interested in themselves, not in the greater good. And this has to stop, and the only way it stops, folks, and we have uh, an opportunity coming up for 2018, already there's talk about who is going to be our Senate nominee. Is it going to be Ned Freitas? Is it going to be Corey Stewart? You know, there are a few other names being bandied about, but of course those are the top two. So I, uh, I'm i not going to choose sides quite so early, and uh, but I'm going to try to uh, be instrumental in how the choice is made so that the swamp does not get to do the same thing they did um, with the selection of Ed Gillespie because you you I don't know if you know this or or believe this or have thought about it, but uh, my theory was that Frank Wagner was in there for one purpose and one purpose only to draw away some of the anti-Gillespie vote to keep Corey Stewart from getting 50%. Okay. That's that's my I think that after Dave Bratt beat Eric the Great, the swamp has said never again Will we allow an insurgent Republican candidate to go one on one with a swamp monster Republican? Never again. They're going to always have three or four or as many as possible because the the swamp monster, he's going to get his 40 percent. Okay, he's going to get it. And uh, so if you have you split the vote up, that 40 percent, that 40 percent can win. Uh, But one on one, that's 40 to 60. And they they know that incumbents are unpopular and they are not going to win a one on one race. So they're never, ever going to have one again. But we we can't just complain about that. Matt, we have to figure out a way uh, to do it, to 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 overcome that strategy. And I have some ideas. I'm keeping it on ice right now. But you keep your ears tuned, brother. All right. Thank you for the call, my friend. All right. Thank you, friend. Uh, okay. And hey, you're invited now next week. Next next two weeks. All right, folks. 804-454-1366 is the number. Uh, seven minutes to break time. 804-454-1366. And uh, I do want to share with you, uh, you know, one of the things I like to talk about and uh, is, is this day in history. Now, November 25th, uh, I don't know how many of you remember what happened 54 years ago, but 54 years ago on this day, uh, November 25th, 1963, President Kennedy was laid to rest. It was the third birthday of his son, John Jr. Many of you will remember uh, three-year-old John on his birthday saluting his father's casket and it was said that the the uh, the files on the Kennedy assassination would be sealed for 50 years well it's it's 54 years now and and again the, the swamp the deep state whatever you want to call them Uh, President Trump was supposed to release some files uh, you know what he released was again redacted and i remember actually on the 50th anniversary four years ago one of my many many interviews that i've been blessed to have with uh dr jerome corsi and uh we're gonna reach out to dr corsi uh again as a matter of fact we already have we've not heard back yet but we we, um, Dr. Corsi is another very, very good friend of this program. Uh, we've been blessed and privileged to interview Dr. Jerome Corsi seven or eight times over the years. Uh, every time he writes an, another book, uh, he honors us by coming back on this program. But uh, he wrote the quintessential book on the Kennedy assassination on the 50th anniversary of that unfortunate event. And uh, and I think it 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 bears Now he's written some other books since then, but I want to have Dr. Corsi back to discuss it. And I learned so much and I'll just whet your appetite just a little bit, you know, being that today is the anniversary of um, his uh, his being laid to rest. This was a bipartisan—this this was not a lone gunman. This was a bipartisan assassination, okay? You had the Dulles Brothers. You you had old man G.W. Bush, Bush the Elder. You had Tricky Dick Nixon. You had President Johnson, okay? You had—and I, and I can't remember all the names, but you had— anyone that had an ax to grind with, with Kennedy. Okay. And, and again, the, the Kennedys, they, you know, they knew how to make enemies. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. They knew, they knew how to make enemies, you know, arrogant, elite, entitled, you, 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 I mean, the man was martyred, but the truth is the truth. Okay. Now, in Dallas they had a meeting of all these people there were mafia members present there was an international assassin from Italy present okay you had anyone that understood how assassinations work okay you had the deep state you had you had all these players that understand this and they were all there i think what happened and dr corsi didn't say this but this is what i gleaned from reading his book in his book he laid out who was there and what was at stake and why all these different people had uh, an issue with the kennedys he laid all of that out but he did not what he did not do was name a particular person as one individual who was responsible okay but what i gleaned from reading the book and interviewing Dr. Corsi is that all the players uh, got together and so it was set up so that no one could tell, okay, and anyone that would not have the the uh, the, the type of access to information or, or the access to the wherewithal to be able to pull something like this off, they, they were not there at the meeting, but... And it's like, OK, we all have to keep each other secret. And, and of course, when you're in a group like that and there's a high profile assassination, you pretty much have to keep the secret. Because if you don't keep the secret, you're the next person to be assassinated. OK, so uh, it, it was fascinating. And one of the things that uh, struck me uh, in the book was that uh, it was said that Lyndon Johnson, as the motorcade went by, was slumped down in the seat that you could see ladybird but you couldn't see Lyndon. okay and so uh because he knew the bullet was coming all right but what the what the uh what the swamp monsters want us to believe and they put this uh judge uh the warren commission they put uh former chief justice warren uh up to uh issue the this proclamation that it was a lone gunman uh, and there's no way because the route that the motorcade takes is kept secret until the last minute. So how would Oswald know where to get a part-time job at uh, in the book depository? Absolutely impossible. We're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour break. We will be right back. to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood Hatchet Man, Brother Craig coming back at you live here with our final 30 minutes of the really real deal and uh, we want to say thank you for staying with us folks and uh, especially thank you to all you folks who are watching us on Facebook Live Uh, in our last 30 minutes. We would love to entertain your telephone calls. The number here, 804-454-1366 804-454 1366 six. and uh yeah to finish up what I was saying on the other side of the break there uh about uh you know with today being the uh 54th anniversary of the uh laying to rest of uh President Kennedy you know again you know I I like to go into God's holy word because it's not so much what I say uh it's, you know, as I'm fond of saying, it's the word of God, not the word of Brother Craig. OK, um, you know, Exodus chapter 23, the very first verse, uh, it tells you do not give a false report. Now, of course, you could say, OK, well, that's a lie. That's in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not lie. And that's true. It is a type of a lie. But it's a a false report is a bigger it's a bigger lie. OK, because a, a To lie, you are lying as an individual. But when you give a false report, a report is something generally that's given to uh, a group of people. okay? And on something like the assassination of a president, it's something that's given to a nation of people. So you're talking hundreds of millions of people. okay? Now, we're 320 million strong uh, today, uh, 54 years after the fact. I'm not sure what our population was, but it was it had to have been at least well over 200 million people, this is to whom you're giving this false report. And so it's a much, much greater evil to give, to give a false report, to participate in a false report. And, you know, to, I mean, even today, even today, I I hear people, um, and you you had um, back, uh, it was uh, November 22nd was, the uh, actual anniversary of the assassination itself three days ago, and there was not a whole lot made of it in the news. But, you know, the few uh, one or two people that uh, I did see say something about it, again, they fall right back on, well, the Warren report says, and, you know, and I think, and these are people that uh, typically, You know, I saw a couple of people that were people that I respect. And when they when they go on the air and they say that I lose my respect. Okay, because it's just simply it's simply not possible. It is it is absolutely impossible for a single individual to know in advance what the president's motorcade would have been, the route that would have taken. He would not have known that, Okay, I need to temporarily get me a job at the book depository so I can have a shot out of this window. There's no way a single individual would have known that no way possible. Okay. Because the, the motorcade route is kept secret until the very last minute. Okay. So this took a whole lot of coordination. And again, you had all these different players present in Dallas meeting. Okay. And there are, um, there are records of people taking flights, or however, however they got there. There are records of people staying in hotels. Okay, these people were there. All right, and Doctor Corsi is really uh, one of the great uh, investigative um, authors of our time. All right, this this man is is literally uh, a brilliant, brilliant analyst and a brilliant writer. And one of the things that struck me was, uh, and again, this is in his book, uh, Who Killed Kennedy? The book came out uh, four years ago, on, actually on the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Kennedy. And uh, one of the things he writes in that book is that George H.W. Bush cannot say with certainty where he was, only that I was somewhere in Texas. OK, and for you who lived through that, do you know where you were when Kennedy was assassinated? You know, if you were here in, in, in uh, Virginia, if you had been traveling up, up in northern Virginia and you had to go to a meeting, would you say, oh, I was somewhere in Virginia or, oh, yeah, I was I was at a meeting of the, uh, you know, this group of that group. OK, you you would know this you would know this. You would know it as much as I know exactly where I was when the planes hit the towers on September 11th, 2001, okay? I would never say, oh, I was somewhere in Virginia. I know exactly where I was. And H.W. Bush knew exactly where he was. Now, I don't know if he still knows, but <laughs> but oh, certainly over the years, he knew, okay? And this is a guy mind you, who, after the fact, became CIA director, okay? After the fact, became CIA director. Now, what was his qualification to be CIA director? Keeper of secrets, okay? Was in on something big, kept the secret, all right? Other than that, you know, he was a, a member of Congress. His uh, his father was a senator, okay? What's you know did he have national security background no what was his qualification why was george hw bush made head of the cia what was his qualification and so a lot to think about and so and i bring that up on the anniversary to buttress the argument that ed klein makes in his fantastic book of that these people are serious in their desire to stop president trump and these are people in our government, Democrat and Republican. And it's the same thing with the Kennedy assassination. It was Democrat and Republican. Okay? It was, it was again, evil is bipartisan. It, it really is. Now, I don't say that it's a, a 50-50 affair because in the, uh, in the partisan divide, And let me reiterate this because I've said this for years and I don't want to give any misinterpretations because one of the things that people that don't think very deeply into matters, one of the things that I often get heard or hurled at me whenever I make a case of, uh, breaking down what the Democrat party stands for historically and now, uh, quite often I get, well, they're all evil. They're all politicians. They all lie. Okay. No, they're all human. And so all humans are fallible. But if you would just, uh, back up a little bit off of this desire to be, uh, 100% uh, down the middle and just look at things factually, that the actual fact of the matter is that on the Republican side, there is a battle. There is a cohort in our party that believes in the christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition the things that we believe in you and i the listening audience they, there are now they're not the majority but they are there okay they are there you cannot show me a cohort in the democrat party that believes life is precious that you should work if you're able and not just you know get be, become taken care of because you ask for it, or that uh, that um, homosexuality is uh, something that contributes to the, uh, the, the the malbeing of the nation and particularly the foundational uh, structure of society, which is the family. And we could just go on down the list that, Uh, all nations should have defined borders and they should be secure all nations okay just you know as a matter of fact all homes should have defined borders and a mechanism to defend the home okay I mean you just you go down the list you cannot find a cohort in the Democrat Party that believes these things that and, and, and again these are things we can take right out of our Christian Bible My big brother, Jesus Christ, said, if you do not have a sword, sell your cloak and purchase a sword. Okay, so I have it on very good authority. Again, not the word of Brother Craig, the word of God, all right? So it's not that all Republicans are good and all Democrats are evil. I have never said that, and I am not saying that now. But if we're going to— have any type of lasting influence uh, on society to be able to turn it around, to create an uh, atmosphere where families, individuals, and businesses can have the freedom that God granted us in order to uh, prosper and, uh, and, and do the things, and e- e- even our churches, okay? Everything good is under attack, everything. If we're going to be able to do this, we have to be able to strip away the historical biases that we've been taught by people that have a self-interest, that that have a vested interest in, in outcomes that benefit them and not society. And we have to be able to look at things with clear eyes and You know, and and I've been putting this challenge out here. And again, I'm starting my 10th year in radio. I've been putting this challenge out here for 10 years, and I very, very rarely ever get anyone to take me up on the challenge. And it is simply this. If a Democrat does not like what I say, the phone number is 804-454-1366. We do not screen our calls. We take all calls, and we give you your opportunity to have your say. And so, but I, I never get challenged I've, uh, of many of the, particularly the, uh, the black Democrats that managed to hold uh, a, a, an entire subset of the population on the Democrat plantation. Uh, I've challenged these people to debate me, and these guys, they run like cockroaches, okay? And so I would welcome any opportunity to uh, debate these issues, okay? And not just the, uh, the Democrat-Republican divide, but even within the Republican Party. I would love to debate a grand old Republican, okay? It could be a grand new Republican versus a grand old Republican, all right? We, we have a divide in our party. And oh, I, would, I would love to debate uh, a Democrat. And if there's some uh, joker out there that thinks he's a conservative Democrat, I will prove to him or her that they are not a conservative Democrat because there's no such thing as a conservative Democrat. Okay, there's only a Democrat that's trying to trick people by saying they are conservative. And you see, and I know I can unmask you because there's so many fake Republicans trying to trick people to think that they are conservative. I have lots of experience at that. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) anyway. Uh, We're going to take our final break of the day, folks. The number here, 804-454-1366. And when we come back from the final break, we're going to give you, uh, again, an update of the fundraiser uh, that we're going to be starting. Uh, We're going to kick it off over the next two weeks. We'll be broadcasting live uh, from 8659 Staples Mill Road, the offices of the Virginia Christian Alliance and, and the office of the First Amendment, Inc., and uh, we will uh, Im- we'll be inviting you to come by, uh, see the program, uh, meet the Hatchet Man, uh, get some good cooking from Mrs. Hatchet, and uh, we'll have a bowl of treats. And you can even maybe give a treat to Maximus, the Hatchet Hound. And look, he's grinning now. So we're going to take this break. The number is 804 454 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A Man and His Microphone, Brother Craig.
0: The first
2: Noel the angel did say was to certain poor shepherds in
0: fields and
2: Hello Virginia, Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this Rendezvous with Destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VACHristian.org and and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here
1: he shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is thought about, Charlie Brown.
2: Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here with our final segment of today's program and a little bit of uh, Linus and Charlie Brown there with the the true meaning of the Christmas season that is uh, going to be uh, getting unleashed here uh, as we finish up the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. And uh, I want to say thank you again to all you folks out there who are joining us, and especially I see lots of uh, friends here on Facebook Live, and um, you know, and you can find me at Facebook Live by going to facebook.com/slash Brother Craig the Hatchet Man, and uh, you know, we um, we we really uh, enjoy being able to uh, share the good news uh, with you in our own unique way. And uh, we are praying that uh, next week as we launch our very first, after 10 years, we're actually with the end of our ninth year and we are beginning our 10th year. Okay. In my 10th year on the air, our first ever uh, fundraiser marathon. And um, and I know we, we do play the giving ad, but, you know, uh, you know, there's a there's a saying again, and this is in the Bible. This is you know, Word of God, not the Word of Brother Craig. Now, uh, but it says you have not because you ask not, and so I think I've been uh, a little bit lacking in the asking area, and so we're going to make a very very big ask, and uh, we're going to ask you to get involved. We're going to ask you to become a watchman or a watchwoman on the wall. Uh, stand with your friendly neighborhood hatchet, man, uh, brother Craig on the wall. We have a a new website that will be up uh, this week. I don't know what day this week, but prior to our launch, uh, next Saturday, the new website will be up. So folks will be able to donate on the website or, you know, stop by, bring a check, put a check in the mail. Uh, however. Okay. And, um. So, again, freedom is not free, and uh, there are many, many people. And one thing I've really learned uh, in the years, of, well, it's not just one thing. I've learned so much, uh, particularly being blessed to interview all these wonderful authors that I get to interview, like like Ed Klein that we had today, but um, or, or Dr. Corsi that we've had uh, I, uh, seven or eight times we've had Dr. Corsi. But uh, so many Great people we've been blessed and privileged to interview multiple, multiple times uh, over these uh, nine plus years. But um, one one of the things I've learned, uh, particularly as I go around and uh, blessed to be able to give speeches, and again, if you'd like to call, the number is 804 454 1366, 804 454 1366. But as I go around and and give speeches, I've learned that um, I'm somewhat like Elijah, who complained to God that why was he alone? Everyone was worshiping uh, Baal or Baal. And, uh, you know, and God had to tell him that, no, everyone has not bent the knee to Baal. There are 7,000. OK. And so one of the things I've learned is that, no, I'm not alone. OK. There are others out here. And uh, and just like Mrs. Hatchett and I uh, work tirelessly to bring you the truth. There are many, many. I, I have many uh, friends and, uh, you know, many associates, uh, many people that, you know, I don't I don't know. I just see their works. And uh, they're out doing the same thing, working hard, uh, trying to be sure that their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren have an America to inherit, an America that honors the fact that our freedom is a gift from God and our freedom is not just what the people in power say it is, okay? And as I've said for years, that's the dividing line. And that's what a conservative truly is. A conservative really wants to conserve the idea that God is the author of our freedom. That's what a conservative is. Okay, now if you're conserving anything other than that, you know, maybe you need to analyze, are you a conservative? Okay, because I would, I would bet money that... Well, if I was a gambling man. (laughs) Anyway, my friend Larry from Louisa Manning, the Western Front of the Hatchet Nation here in Virginia. Larry, what's on your mind, brother?
1: I just wanted to thank you for playing Brother Linus this morning.
2: Oh, my pleasure. I know that's one of your favorites. And we also, uh, in honor of you, Larry, we played the Harry Simeon Corral, Little Drummer Boy.
1: Yes, sir. That's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I remember that. That's your favorite. Yeah. So, yes, sir. yeah, we we hope to see your smiling face next Saturday or the Saturday after the next two Saturdays. Larry, we'll be broadcasting live from our offices uh, at the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance. Eighty six fifty nine Staples Mill Road is right there where staple Staples Mill meets Parham and uh, okay. you, you're welcome to come by. Um, Mrs. Hatchet will cook up some mighty good treats for you. We'll have a big pot of coffee, and, um, you know, we'll have some good fellowship afterwards, and uh, even Maximus the Hatchet Hound, we'll have him there. <laughs>
1: oh, Maximus, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know I can't go anywhere, particularly on a Saturday. Now, I tell you, this joker must have a clock inside his head because on Saturdays he knows He's going to the uh, radio station with Papa. He knows it. And so uh, there's no way I could leave him. He's at the door, ready to go. But now on Sunday, he knows he never goes to church. So on Sundays, he's not even trying. We, We leave to go to church, and he's just cool, laid back. But on Saturday, that joker knows he knows the difference. He has an internal clock. <laughs> so he sounds
1: like a non-practicing Baptist. Is that what <laughs>
2: <you're next? laughs> well for all you non-practicing Baptists out there? We are, we, you know. My prayer is that uh, you know, as we share God's word, and you know, I'm not a minister; I'm a layman. But um, it is said that uh, his sheep they know his voice. And so my prayer yeah. is that the voice you hear is not so much my voice, but it's the voice of my big brother, uh, Jesus. And so uh, we that's what we aim for anyway. And, you know, Larry, I know I get a lot of flack because, you know, a lot of my Christian brothers say, well, oh, it's too much politics. And then a lot of my p- political brothers says, oh, we, we don't need all that religion. And so I'm like stuck in no man's land here,
1: okay? <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're in what they call the demilitarized zone. Yeah, hey, that's fashion.
2: a yeah, you know that's a good one, Larry. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that, okay? <laughs> yeah, now the sir, first time I use it, I will say as my friend Larry says. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway, we, we hope to see you there and uh, we hope to see many other friends. But we're at the end of the program, my brother, and uh, so I got to let you go. And uh, But uh, try to make it uh, at least one of the two next weekends. I'll
1: we'll try, Brother Craig. You take care.
2: All right. You too. Thank you for your call, my friend. All right. Well, all right, folks. That's it for today's program. I want to thank you all and uh, enjoy this little uh, tidbit here from Josh Groban, Oh Holy Night. And uh, hopefully prayerfully. We'll see you all next week, uh, not here in the studio, but live in person at the offices of the Virginia Christian Alliance, 8659 Staples Mill Road. God bless you, Virginia.
1: Here's the best news and talk AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.